Welcome everyone to another episode of Heavy Forehands with Toro. Here's your host, Felipe Acosta, and we are ready to continue talking about tennis. And in the episode of today, we have a pretty busy agenda, but we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it light and get, get us moving. But first, I just want to say thank you all for continuing listening to my podcast. I think I posted in social media a couple of times that my audience is really diverse. It's coming from Argentina, the United States, a couple of countries in Europe, even Africa, Asia. So I'm pretty happy about it. Um, so thank you all for listening to my podcast. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about this one, actually. Uh, but before, I just want to say that continue following me on social media and click subscribe and follow on the Spotify podcast with Heavy Forehands with Toro. And on fo- um, follow me on social media at Costa one All right, guys, let's get going with this one. And I'm going to give you a kind of like an agenda for today. First, we're going to be talking about the new section about the podcast that is going to be starting in the next couple of weeks. Then we're going to be doing a quick recap of the the tournament in Toronto. And also the next section will be what's going to happen next week in Cincinnati. So we're going to be talking about the draw and who are the players and who are the favorites. And then we're going to be closing out the day with um, what is coming next, where do I want to take heavy forehands with Toro uh, so you guys can have a snapshot uh, of the future. All right, guys, let's get going. I'm pretty excited about this one. All right, guys, let's get discussing this new section of the podcast called Toro's Tips. In this section, you, the audience, my followers, you guys are going to send me a video of yourself playing tennis uh, about a specific stroke or just t- playing a point in general. And I'm going to tell you what you guys can improve on. Uh, so this section started as an idea with a close friend of mine that I play tennis fairly often. And, and also some of, my, some of you guys, some of my followers asked me that if we could take a look at some of your strokes. So I'm happy to start this new section of the podcast. Um, as soon as we get some videos, in the pipeline, we're going to be launching this section. Ideally, uh, we're going to be doing it uh, with another friend of mine that we can be discussing uh, different strokes. So, for example, you send a video of hitting four hands uh, and you hit like five, six, tennis shots in a row. And then we're going to do a video version of the podcast where I can uh, review the strokes and give you some pointers if you're hitting the ball late. If you're not preparing early, if you're not moving your feet, which I'm always encouraging people of moving their feet. So, okay, guys, so that's a quick intro to the new section of the podcast. Uh, so start sending those videos and then I'll give you some pointers. Okay, guys, let's get moving. Okay, in the next section, we have the review of the Canadian Open or the National Bank Open. In this tournament, we had Janik Sinner finally getting his first Master 1000 title, beating Alex Deminau in the final for 6-4 and 6-1. And we had a pretty good draw, actually. We had really good players in this tournament, including Carlos Alcaraz, Danny Medvedev, Kasper Ruth, Sissipas, Runer, Rublev, 
Fritz, Tiafo, a lot of really good names. But surprisingly, the last four in the tournament were not the, the top seeded players. These include Tommy Paul, Janik Sinner, the winner, Alex Deminar, who is outside the top 10, and Alejandro Fokina, the Spanish player. Um, funny, uh, I was reviewing the old draw of the Canadian Open or the Toronto Open from back in 20, 2009. And we had in that draw, the semifinals were Roger Federer against Andy Murray and then Andy Roddick against Del Potro. So compare the level of those four players against Tommy Paul, Sinner, Fokina, and Deminar. And even, even worse, if you compare the quarterfinals of the 2009, uh, 20, or 2009 tournament against these quarterfinals, the difference is even bigger. I remember back back then we had, in addition to Federer, Roddick, Murray, and Del Potro, we also had Davidenko, Zonga, Djokovic, and Nadal in the draw. So imagine those top eight players. Well, that was insane. And in this year we had, in addition to Sinner, Paul, Fokina, and Deminar, we had Danny Medvedev, who lost against Deminar, surprisingly. Then we had Mackenzie McDonald, who lost against Fokina. And then Gael Monfields, really good player, a really good story, really good history behind him. Uh, but he was injured, so injured for a couple of months. So he's come getting back into the tour. And, and Carlos Alcaraz, who, of course, number one in the world. Um, but if you compare these eight players against those eight from 2009, um, I think the level, level-wise or history-wise, uh, the difference is uh, so big. Uh, but anyways, I'm rambling, like always. Um, and in this quarterfinals matchup, we have some interesting um, play matchups. Uh, so we had Carlos Alcaraz losing against Tommy Paul, and Tommy Paul played lights out. He was playing unbelievable. And then he could, didn't do enough against Sinner in the semis. Uh, I think what happened there is that Tommy is really, really consistent, really consistent, great mover. Uh, and he has a really good quality ball, but he doesn't put the ball away, and he gives Sinner a lot of rhythm. And then against Alcaraz, I think Carlos was having maybe like an off day, uh, but Tommy was way more consistent, and that that's what in the end made the difference. Um, but Tommy Paul is having um, a really good year. I remember back in Australia, he made uh, the semifinals, um, so he's gonna have to defend those points next year. We'll see how it goes there. Uh, but he continued to have. To have a good year, he beat Carlos Alcaraz last year in the same tournament, um, but then lost against Sinner in this one. And then Sinner, uh, like always, he's he gets after his shots. He's intense with his feet. He's on top of the ball all the time, uh, and from the baseline, he has a big backhand, big forehand. So it's really tough to break him down. And then on the other semifinals, we have Fokina and Deminar. They played really early in the day, and it was so windy. Those guys couldn't play at a really good point. They were for moments they were just pushing the ball from one side. It was against the wind, against the wind, so they couldn't hit the ball really big. 
and from the other side of the court, um, the other player was just like blowing barely the ball because he couldn't hit it hard. So it was a really ugly matchup where Alex beat Fokina 6-1, 6-3. And Fokina was really off. Uh, the Spanish player, he couldn't make a ton of balls. And and, even, and when they were making balls, the, the rallies, they were mostly way below their like the maximum pace of shots. And then in the final, Janik finally playing, um, no, finally playing, no, he already played uh, a couple Master 1000 finals, um, but he had never won one before this. And then Alex, it was his first Master 1000 final, and last week he made final in Los Cabos, where he lost against Pass. So it was an interesting match where both of the players, they were going after their first Master 1000 um, winner at the title, and and Janik Sinner finally got it, beating him 6-4, 6-1. I think what happened in this matchup is that Alex doesn't have big shots. He He's really consistent from the baseline, and sometimes he tries to take the ball early to try to push the other guys, but I think his ball is coming kind of flat, and it's coming right at the Janik Sinner like uh, waist, and it's that the strike zone that he loves, so, so where he can continue punishing his strokes. Uh, and Janik played well, he took his chances. I believe in the first set, both of the players were a little bit tighter. They were, uh, they were breaking each other's serves back and forth. But once Janik uh, uh, won the first set, uh, there was a really big difference in that second set. Uh, where he got two breaks to close out his first Master 1000 title. Uh, funny enough, there's another coincidence. These two guys, they played doubles together in the tournament. So Janik and Alex played doubles and they lost. I believe that they lost in the first round. Uh, let me let me double check my facts. But I believe, yeah, they lost in the first round. So in the kind of like the press conference right after the, right after the match when they are receiving the trophies, they were both laughing about it, how they didn't do so well on the doubles, but they both reached, made the finals. Uh, and I think they have a really good relationship. They practice together in Monaco often. Uh, both are fairly young. I think Janik Sinner is, uh, he's born in 2001. And I think Deminar is my age. He's uh, born in 1999. So they, they know each other for a while. So anyways, congrats to both players. Congrats, Janik, for finally getting his first Master 1000 title. Well-deserved. Uh, he's one of the nicest guys on tour, really respectful. Uh, and he seems like a hard worker guy. Um, I really like his game. He has a massive game. As soon as he starts getting into the net a little more often and keeps improving his serve, I think he he's going to be a big contender for the the major titles so he's gonna be an important player coming up for the for the US Open and we'll see how he, he does here in Cincinnati. As we finish talking about the Toronto Open or the Canadian Open we have the Cincinnati tournament coming up next week and this tournament we is called the Western and Southern Open which is played in the United States. In this tournament we have a really good draw, actually. It's really interesting uh, seeded players, and also the schedule is really interesting. Uh, so let's get started with the top eight players in the draw. We're going to have Carlitos Alcaraz as the number one seed, 
We have the second seed, Novak Djokovic, who finally is playing again in the, again in the United States. I believe in 2022 he couldn't because he didn't get vaccinated, but they took away that kind of regulation, that law that you need to be vaccinated before entering the United States. I think the last time he played it was in, in 2021 in the US Open. So it's going to be two years almost already uh, since then. So glad to have Joko again. He hasn't played a tournament since Wimby. And the number three, number three seed, we have Danny Medvedev, who played in Toronto, but lost against Alex Deminau. So we'll see how he does in this one. And then we have Stefano Tsitsipas, a number four seed. Casper Ruud, number five seed. Halger Rune, number six seed. Andre Rublev, number seven. And the eighth seed is going to be Janik Sinner, who comes uh, to this tournament uh, after winning the Toronto Open. So really strong eight players, but more interesting is going to be the the match previous to the quarterfinals, which, which are the matches where the top eight are supposed to play against. Carlos Alcaraz has a really tough draw. He's supposed to play uh, John Isner in the second round or Jordan Thompson, but in the third round, he's supposed to play Tommy Paul, who he lost to last week. Then going down the, going down the draw, we have, I think Tiafo is going to play Casper Ruud in third round. I think Francis can beat Casper Ruud in, especially playing here in, in Cincinnati, where he's the local player, he's the local star. And then I believe Carlos is going to beat Paul this week, but it's going to be a tough matchup. And that those, that quarterfinal matchup, I think it's going to be Alcaraz and Francis Tiafo. Going down the draw, we also have Stefano Tsitsipas coming there, who is going to play Ben Shelton or Christopher Ewans. That's a really tough first round for both Ben and Christopher. And then I think Tsitsipas is going to come through and play Borna Cottage in the third round. Look at Borna. Borna is also playing Corda, so he might. That might be a tough match, but Corda is coming back from an injury, so we'll see. Rublev is also in that part of the draw. He's supposed to play his really good friend Karen Kachanov in third round. Going, continue going down the draw, we have Holger Rune. This is the bottom half already. Who's supposed to play Mackenzie McDonald in in the second round? There's some interesting matchups here. In this part of the draw, we also have Felix Eliassim, who is having one of the worst years of his career, and he's playing Matteo Berrettini in first round. So that's an interesting match. Both of the players are not having a good year. I think Mat Matteo can beat actually Felix. Um, so we'll see. I, I put my yeah. I'm gonna put my money. In in Mateo there, but Holger Rune is a strong player there. He's supposed supposed to play Danny Medvedev in the quarterfinals. And then as we continue going down, we have Janik Sinner who is gonna play the winner of Francisco Serundulo and Dusan Lajovic. That's gonna be a really tough first round. Uh, hopefully Fran wins there and uh, beats Dusan and then Giner, Sinner. Hopefully he's kind of tired and Fran can take him out of the draw. 
also the winner of that second round matchup is gonna play Taylor Fritz if of course if this if Taylor Fritz it makes it to the third round and then and the bottom half the last players in the bottom half we have Nori who is playing Gaelmon Fields in the first round that's a really tough first round match remember that Gaelmon Fields is coming back from that injury he made uh, quarterfinals last week and and Nori he of course he's ranked 13 in the world he's a really strong player or he's the 13th seed so I think he's like top 15 at least but and Gael he's playing with protected ranking I believe he's outside of the top 200 right now or outside top 150 um, and then Alex Deminar he's not a seeded player so um, the, he's a He's going to be a dangerous player in the draw. He's going to be playing the winner of Nori among Fields if he beats JJ Wolf. And finally, in the bottom half of the draw, we have our friend Novak Djokovic, who is waiting for the winner of Davidovic, Fokina, uh, and Tommy Echeverri from Argentina. Hopefully the same here. Hopefully Tommy... Um, he, I think he knows Fokina for, for a while already. They, they are the same age, uh, both more born in 99. So they have been playing uh, since the juniors together. Hopefully, uh, Tommy uh, plays against this guy who is kind of tired after playing the Toronto Open. And, and then, yeah, he, maybe he can have a rematch against Joko, who I think they played each other in... Did they play each other in Rome? Um, I think that's where they play each other. I think it was a pretty tough matchup. I think it was like 7 6, six 3. Uh, and Joko hasn't played since Wimbledon. It's been over a month already. And usually, the first matches of a tournament, he's uh, kind of getting into the rhythm. And, 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 you know, as you know, in so far this year, he hasn't performed as well in the, in the non major events. Uh, of course, he has won Aussie, the Aussie Open, uh, the French, and made finals of Wimbledon. But then I think he has gone early in a couple of tournaments. So that's a good opportunity for Tommy to beat Joko there if he, he beats Fokina first. So that's an interesting draw. A lot of good players. It's nice to have Joko again. Um, I think Carlos is going to pick up his level from... Um, that bad matchup against that's ma- that bad match against Paul last week, and and yeah, but all the players are trying to get ready for the U.S. Open. So this is uh, for most of them. This is the last tournament they're gonna play going into it. So it's a really important step in the pro- step in the process. So it's gonna be an interesting draw. I'm really excited. I'm I think I think actually that. Joko is gonna lose early in the draw, and I don't know if early, but I don't think he's gonna win it. Being honest, I think it's right now. I think he's gonna win the U.S. Open. That's why I'm gonna give you my prediction. I don't think he's gonna win the Cincinnati tournament, but I think he's gonna win the U.S. Open. Um, and then the I think my favorite for this tournament, I'm gonna put Carlitos up there. I think my favorite is gonna is gonna be Carlitos number one. And I'm gonna put uh, a number two. I'm gonna put a Medvedev, Medvedev, and then Djokovic. Despite not being my favorite, he's number three. <laughs> so I'm gonna put Djokovic number three here. 
Okay, guys, so this is all that I have about the Cincinnati Open. So this is a really good draw. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, and I'm going to do the recap next week for sure. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I try to keep, keep it short and sweet. It was only about 20, 25 minutes. Sometimes I speak for 40 because I start rambling a lot. But I think we covered a lot of ground. We dive into Toronto. We talk about the Cincinnati draw, which I think is going to be a great tourney. And I think I also like that you guys now know the path where I'm trying to take the heavy forehands with Toro podcast. So anyway, guys, thanks again for listening. Please follow me on social media. And remember, try to, uh, try to send your videos uh, either sending me by email, I can share my email, or you can also share my uh, share, share via uh, Instagram, or we're gonna find a way. So send me your videos, and I'm gonna try to make uh, make you appear on my podcast, and I can review your either forehand, sir, backhand, your movement, uh, so we can get your tennis skills up. Anyway, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya.